0: show. We have a great show for you this week. We have on the line with us the new coach of UAB Blazers. He's on staff the last few years there, but now he's the head man in charge now. Robert Eshawn on the Boss Man Show. Coach Eshawn, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good. How you doing?
0: I'm doing good, man. How's life being the head coach now, moving over a seat now? How's it been treating you, man?
1: You know what? It's been awesome. It's been a really great experience and honestly it's been a seamless transition just given um you know my familiarity with all our players and our recruits uh since i've been the head coach you know we kept our whole team intact no transfers all our recruits that were planning to come are you know are still here now so it has been a dream come true to be honest
0: and uh how's how's community community been treating you now since you're the head man in charge now i can only imagine a lot of meets a lot of events a lot of meet and greets golf tournaments how's it been going for you coach
1: (laughs) My golf game's not too good right now, to be honest. <laughs> probably not as good as this, sh- not as good as it should be when you become a head coach. But no, it's you know what? It's been a lot. It's been busy. It's been busy with a lot of stuff. And you know, to be honest, I'm so I'm out here right now on, on one of our on on our soccer field because our UAB football team's having their first scrimmage, you know, since coming back. So we uh, it's been a really exciting time here around UAB. So yeah, it's been great.
0: And, coach, you got a little bit in Birmingham, man. You got I 20, i 59 going up there. It's a great recruiting ground right there in Birmingham. There's too much of them in the middle of the whole South there.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is um, – and I had a little trouble hearing you, but say that again.
0: No, I'm saying yeah, I love being in Birmingham, Coach, with I-20 there, I-59, yes. I-65 coming yep. through. You can go recruit anywhere you want to in the South because you're out in the middle of Alabama. You can yeah. uh, Georgia, Mississippi, Tennessee. No question. Without any, without yeah, any yeah. time being spent.
1: Yeah, we, you know, Birmingham I really believe is one of the best-kept secrets in the South in terms of a city, and, and it's convenient. You know, we've recruited a lot in Georgia and Atlanta. Have a guy now, Tulsa Mahanti, who's going to be a senior, who's from there, um, and then especially, you know, it's, it's a great city. There's so much excitement and, and all that around here right now, or especially around our athletic department. And no, we love it here. This, this has been has been has been really good.
0: You're right about that, and coaching. Like I said you guys that don't do them get the football team coming back in Birmingham now. So, how's it been for you being the athletic department, seeing the football program come back now, and seeing them get out the play and scrimmage like you said tonight, gonna have a scrimmage. So, how's it been for you and your staff watching these guys grow and come back now?
1: You know what? It's been amazing. You know, given everything, kind of the football program and the athletic department went through for you know for that period of time, and then and deciding to come back and and watching these coaches and these players recruit and work. And like I said, yeah, we're out here having a scrimmage tonight. There's a ton of fans. There's thousands of people out here supporting them. It's been – I've said this a couple days ago to a a big group around here. There's no better time than right now to be be at UAB and involved with UAB Athletics. And, yeah, it's been big time.
0: Yes indeed, folks. My coach Robert Eshawn here on the Boss Man Show. New coach for UAB Blazers in Birmingham there. Now coach I wanna ask you this, I like to get everybody's perspective on this coach. Who are some coach individuals that have the biggest impact on you professionally and personally as you lead this team going forward?
1: Yeah, you know, some of the some of the uh, you know, some of the people in my in my career that really you know, have had i have had a big influence on me is you know, it, it's coach Gary Williams when I was at Maryland and, and coach has, you know, who was here before and now at Stanford. And I think I've learned so much from both of those guys and two, two different coaching styles, but I think I'm going to take both of them to kind of help navigate us and lead this program forward. And, you know, we've been so successful that I'm not going that I, you know, I really would be foolish to change a whole lot, given under coach has leadership, some of the things we did. So we're going to continue again with the things that work and, we're excited about the year. We got to get better, you know. Do do some things a little bit different, but I think, uh, you know, there's it's a great opportunity for our team given the talent we have coming back.
0: And coach, you're in conference USA, a pretty deep conference for us basketball wise. Uh, tell me, uh, h- how do you feel about your team going forward this year, going against guys like Kermit Davis, who made uh, made it run in the by tournament? You got Tim Florida, Utah, so and you got some new guys coming in with Steve Anderson. So, how do you feel about your conference going forward now, coach?
1: You know what, I think it's – you said it. Conference USA has historically been a really, really good conference. There are some great coaches. The top of the league is is, is really, you know, I think, to be honest, underrated a little bit. And When you look at the NCAA tournament, right, and last year what Middle Tennessee does to Michigan State, um, the year before we get in and, you know, what we did to beat Iowa State, I think it really says a lot about some of the top-level teams in the conference. And I think this year hopefully uh, – Hopefully the non-conference will be able to make some waves that I think maybe will give our conference the you know, the respect it deserves.
0: And speaking of a non-conference schedule, Coach, uh, how you see us going about those schedules now since you're the head man? and you want to kind of schedule you guys little tough games? Do you want to get some two-for-ones, get guys come down to Birmingham, play you guys? Or, you know, do you want to just kind of give some confidence, get their RPI, BBPI up, so, and get an at-large yeah. big? We can get in there.
1: i'll you know what? We're begging for some of the big names to come in Birmingham, man. If you can help me out, let me know. <laughs> we, um, we're we scheduling this year, I, I think, and, and our schedule is going to come out in the next day or so. But we put together what I think is going to be the hardest schedule uh, that we've had here at UAB since I've been here, maybe in the last decade, non-conference. And, you know, with our team that we have coming back, I just want to give these guys, uh, you know, the best opportunity to go against the best, and that's what they deserve now as juniors and seniors you alluded to earlier, you know, they've won some big games and now it's time for, you know, they want to be challenged in the non-conference. So we, we have Kansas and Texas and we're going to release the full, the full schedule here in the next couple of days, but we're, we're excited about it and it's going to be challenging for sure.
0: Well, Coach, luckily, I talk to a lot of college coaches around the country, so I can probably help you out. I can make you have an intermediary to get these games done (laughs) for you, Coach. (laughs) I can do it for you. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now,
0: now, Coach, are you playing anybody over here in Georgia by any chance? I'm going to catch you
1: over here in Georgia. You
0: know,
1: we were were not this year. We played Georgia State at home at UAB last year. We're, We're trying to talk to Georgia Tech about something in the future, and you know, for us, no, because we recruit that area too, I want I'd love to play a game there and it's just about a matter of finding the right team that'll do you know, that'll do it in the right fit. So we don't on the schedule off the top of my head, but we're definitely open to it.
0: Well coach, I can tell you, Coach Skinner here at Kenlisau, Coach P at Georgia, Georgia Tech, and I'm good coach yeah. at Georgia State. So if you need any help, I really can I can tell <laughs> I have I see these guys pretty off to the rail of town. So I can definitely help you out there, Coach, no no doubt.
1: I hear you. I hear you. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that.
0: Now, now, Coach, if you watch your team play this year, Coach, what style do you see yourself playing this year,
1: and what want the fans to watch UAB play tonight this season? Yeah, you know, our biggest focus is kind of we got to get better defensively. Uh, our team is really deep. Offensively, we've been pretty good, and I, and I expect returning. You know, with everybody returning, we should continue that trend offensively, and and I had a lot of uh, my hand you know, my, my fingerprints on the offense, but defensively is kinda one of the things we got we've been really focusing on this off season to get better and just to uh, you know, to work at that and, and that's kind of our, our some of our goals in terms of how we wanna play.
0: And do you feel coach that shortening the shot clock helps defense as well? and you know kinda of what the, the freedom of because it kinda help you guys defensively with the short short shot clock kinda Getting the guilt get that puts pressure on guys and kind of make the shot clock even shorter for the
1: teams that want to play slow. You know what? I think it does a little bit. I think it's encouraged a little more pressing to try to make some teams play with the shorter clock. I really think that. But you know, I think the one thing that you know they were hoping with the shot clock is that the scoring was going to be you know drastically increased. And I don't know that that you know that that's necessarily happened. But I think you know you year two with a shorter shocker, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that works and how that's affected.
0: Now, Coach, you'll be open to maybe them moving the shocker to 24 seconds and going to the to a quarter system maybe, or, over a half yeah. system?
1: You know, I always say the NBA, I think, you know, all they do is basketball in the NBA. You know, in college, obviously, we have the number one most important thing is academic piece, you know. And I think I, I kind of always thought the NBA, you know, it's kind of always obviously the best basketball league in the country, and, and I think I think their kind of model could be really good for us, you know, for for the college game, but it'll be interesting to see what happens as there continues to be discussion about that. Now, for,
0: one for you, Coach, uh, if you could share with us, what's it like being a D1 coach on a typical day? I'd love, love to hear from you what's <laughs> what the like since you've been hired. How's it been for you? Are you just coming in early, staying late? Do you
1: have time with your family? How's it been, man? You know what, I have two kids under the age of three, so that's that's the biggest challenge right now and and uh, you know, being able to find time in that life ba- that life work balance which is extremely important to me. But, you know, today it all kind of depends on the time of year. Today, you know, we had a recruiting, so we had breakfast with the recruit and then we had a football ceremony to bring back football. We had a coaches meeting, we had a weight lifting, a little bit of conditioning. I mean we're doing it all today. We did it all today actually. Now we're back out here about to watch the football team scrimmage, so Again, uh, it's, it's just been an, it's been a dream come true for me at my age to have to be a head coach of such a historical program and, and, a, and a program that is in such good shape right now. Well, Coach, I appreciate your time
0: today. Coach, I look forward to supporting you guys. And when you play Middle Tennessee, I'll, I'll probably be at that game to see you then. If I don't see you awesome. before, then come out of Birmingham to see you. But, for Coach, is sure. only an hour from here. So, look forward to supporting you guys. If you need me for anything, Coach, feel free to give me a holler. I'd love to help you out, guys out, man. <laughs>
1: Awesome, I appreciate it. I greatly appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot. I look forward to seeing you.
0: All right, now, folks, okay. let's go right. on the Boss Man Show. boss man show we was just joined by uab blazers head coach robert ishan on the boss man show now we're going to another new coach in a town i go to a lot nashville out there on west end boulevard avenue out there well boulevard baby I, I forgot coach but it's coach bryce drew new coach of van vanderbilt doing big things over there for the commodores coach drew how you doing today man
2: i'm doing great jr and it's a beautiful day in nashville and uh, I'm excited to, uh, to talk to you and hopefully uh, get you back to Nashville soon.
0: Oh, yes, indeed, Coach. I, I, still, I still have a house in Nashville, so I come pretty often.
2: Well, awesome. Well, you know what a great place it is and how much it's growing. And I'm um, sure so every time uh, you come back, it gets a little bit better. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, you was a Valpo for
0: a while, man. Played high school basketball there. Played there in college. Played in the NBA in a over to Spain for a year, came back to Valpo to be the coach, man. What was about Vanderbilt to make you leave Valpo to say, hey, this is a great opportunity to go coach in the SEC, coming to Vanderbilt. So what about it, the coach David Williams and the administration of Vanderbilt sold you on coming to Nashville and leading the Commodores?
2: You know, uh, a lot of similarities, um, you know, with, uh, with Valpo and Vanderbilt as far as being private institutions. Um, you know, we have to be high academic uh, to get in. Um, you know, obviously, big difference with Vanderbilt being in the SEC,
3: and
2: um, you know, felt very comfortable, um, you know, with uh, with being at Vanderbilt with the academic, um, you know, requirements, and you know, the type of uh, character kids, um, you know, that the school would want us to bring in.
0: Yes, indeed. Now, coach, now for the people who don't I might not realize it, I know we have here in Atlanta with Georgia Tech as well, another high academic school. What are the requirements academically to get guys in there that are different from maybe a Georgia, a Tennessee,
2: or a Kentucky? You know, um, we can definitely you know work with kids to uh, to make it work, and our school has done a great job. Um, you know, in the recent history, we've done statistics on uh, our student athletes, and you know our graduation rates, um, the success of our student athletes has been phenomenal, which which is a great credit to the coaches who have been here and to um, the administration and, um, and how they all work together. And so, you know, if, uh, if a student athlete is, uh, is, is working very hard in the classroom is very focused, um, we can do a lot more to, to hopefully help them get into Vanderbilt and be successful here.
0: Folks, we have Coach Bryce Drew here on the Boston Man Show, the Vanderbilt Commodores' new head coach. Now, Coach, since moving to Nashville, what has been the b- thing that's really impressed you the most about the city of Nashville? You talked about the growth of Nashville, the West End area. What about Nashville's really and your family fulfill the home since you've been here the past few months?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, there's so many great areas. You know, you, you kind of look and you see a couple good ones, and the more you drive around, you're like, wow, this is a nice area. I didn't know this was here. Um, new construction going up. It's uh, almost by the month, it seems like new homes or townhomes are popping up. And so, um, you know, it's a great time to be here um, with the boom that's going on here, with the building, with the people coming in. And, um, you know, we feel blessed to have this opportunity to be part of this whole growth of, uh, of the city of Nashville.
0: Now, recruiting-wise, Coach, I would say this. Nashville's probably the best SEC city for them, the biggest city, the most to do so. That's an advance for you already, having to sell Nashville to a kid to come to a big city. That's It's big, but not too, too big. But you have a lot to do. You're not bored, and your
2: campus is in a great part of town. Well, you know, Jr. if you were back in high school right now, we were recruiting you to come to Vanderbilt. I, I could guarantee you we'd show you a really, really good official visit here um there's so many great restaurants uh so many just um nice places you know to, to hang around and, and, and have a coffee and talk um it's just a really really friendly uh neat city that that also happens to have a lot hey coach there, coach I got you there now. Yep. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sorry about that. Coach, lost you there for a second. I heard you said Nashville's I got a lot go of restaurants and good wanted to get some coffee. If you could pick up right there, Coach, that would be great.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I lost you. Um, and it, it's just a, a, a friendly, uh, very nice place to be that also just happens to have a lot of different things to do.
0: You're right about that coach. And you know what? You have a lot of great teams to play right in your backyard with Belmont, Tennessee state, MTSU, right at your back door, even Austin P. and Lipscomb. So, so if you want to play non-conference games, coach, you got a lot of guys you can call up right there, right within a 10, a 10 mile radius to call them to play.
2: Yeah. You, you know, we, we, don't like that. There, there's too many good teams in this area, <laughs> <laughs> No, but, uh, it, it's a great credit, but, uh, you know, and unfortunately, we are playing some of those teams this year on the road. Um, and uh, as you know, you mentioned they're really, really good teams. And, you know, we're going to have to be at our best, um, you know, on those nights. But, you know, hopefully that will build the buzz for basketball. You know, we got the Titans here. Uh, we got the Predators here, um, which are, you know, pro franchises. And, you uh, know, we don't have an NBA team, which, you know, I think um, all the basketball programs here are ecstatic, you know, that hopefully we can kind of take the front, you know, with the basketball in the city of Nashville.
0: Yes, indeed. And, Coach, I want to ask you this question. i like to ask a lot of guys who come on the show, athletes and and players and coaches, about this. Who has had the biggest impact on your career personally and professionally that has helped shape you to be the guy you are today?
2: You know, uh, my dad uh, has had a huge impact. You know, I I was blessed to be able to play for him for four years, and I came back to coach with him for six years. And I've got to see him as, you know, um, a father at home, as a coach for myself, as a coach for others. And, um, you know, one of the, the big things I, I, I learned through it all is that, is that everybody's the same. Um, you know, whether I'm his son at home and he's, he's going through with me something, it's the same way I saw him coach his team um, and the players on the team and the same way he handled his staff. And so, um, you know, part of my coaching philosophy, again, our staff, you know, our players, were all family. And, um, you know, what I'm going to do for my son is, is what I'm going to do for our players.
0: Yes, indeed, and coach. That's got to be a very key point right there. Is that feeling like a family? And being a, a new head coach at the Vanderbilt, rather, how did, did you go about building that bond with your players that you, that you kept that kept that you kept there? And the guys have coming in and want to build that bond, all you guys together. You've been a new voice in town now. You, you know, I, I think
2: uh, you know it has to be a two way street. You know, both. Um, you know, both parties concerned, you know, have to be, you know, willing to adapt and willing to, you know, learn about um, the other person because um, it is, you know, starting over building a relationship for them, um, you know, as, as well as the coaches. And, um, you know, I, I, I can tell you the, the players at Vanderbilt are extremely high character, um, hard-working um, kids that have been extremely enjoyable to be around. And, and uh, it'll be a process, you know. You can't build trust overnight. Uh, I think you can build trust, you know, in trust. So hopefully every day, you know, we're investing in them and, and they're starting to see, um, you know, how much we care about them and want them to be successful and hopefully that trust will come out.
0: Folks, we got braster on the line with him on the Boss Man Show. And, Coach, we kind of, I kind of alluded to a little bit of non-conference scheduling. Uh, how do you see us going about it now? I know probably the schedule is probably already made for you. So going forward, do you want to schedule tough games in Memorial Gym or do you want to go on the road a little bit? you want to get your guys ready for SEC play? So how do you see yourself going about making on those non-conference games going forward?
2: Yeah, you know, definitely a difficult non-conference schedule. And, um you know, a lot of this schedule was already made out uh, before I was hired. So, um, you know, what we try to do is we try to uh, get teams that will prepare us for our conference play. Um, and yet we will hopefully put us in a, in a high RPI range to give us a, a chance for that at-large bid. Um, and so, you know, I, I think we have a very demanding uh, schedule this year with a lot of high RPI teams. And um, in the future, you know, we'll try to get the best teams possible to come into Memorial and play us. And then, you know, also I think try to put some styles that I hope
3: prepares for, uh, for, uh, for our league.
0: Now, Coach, if you envisioned yourself how to coach at Memorial Gym, with the how to set up with the baseline benches, is that something going to be uh, new for you? Have you coached that before previously? So how are you kind of getting your practice in your mind how to coach your guys when they're down on the far end of the court away from you?
2: Well, well, we had a staff meeting this morning, and we were talking about putting you, JR, about half court there. And I <laughs> have to give you some signals, and then you can relay to the other end. So I don't know if that's an option or not, but, but if it is, um, <laughs> we'll look at that. Um, it'll be I'll, be, I'll be glad different. to help,
0: coach. I'll be glad to help you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll be a lot different. Um, and, you know, the good thing is a lot of our, our offense is free flowing. Um, and so. Hopefully our guys will, you know, uh, really be able to free flow into some things and, um, and hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll gain some confidence. I think as a player you probably love it because you don't hear the coach yelling at you at least for half of the game. So uh, some oh, the yeah. players, they, they, they're going to love that.
0: Now, Coach, now I got some rules you want to see made with the committee tweet because I'm real big on the. This- the international rules the 24 second shot clock three the, reset of the yep. shot clock at 14 the three-point line the quarter system advancing the ball that's to miss the game I think those would be great for college basketball make these games a little bit more exciting than the game
2: how do you feel about all that coach you, you know um i mean the game is changing again i don't think the game can stay the change you know through through the through the decades you know obviously um the game changes the uh, the attention span changes for the, ad, uh, the for the viewer and for the fan um and so you know i i like the real changes that have been made you know i i i would hate i think to get the college game exactly like the nba but i think there's a lot of really good things in the nba um that we've already adopted um that we some other things we could probably adopt in the future to make the game even better
0: and final one for you coaches, is this i like to get to get your 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 outlook on this. Since you've been the head coach of Vanderbilt, what's what's been like a typical day for you since you've been the coach? For there been a lot of meetings, a lot of events. How's it been for you since you've been the head coach? What's a, a day like for you typically on a given day?
2: You know, I've been able to get out in the community a lot, and um and and our staff and myself have really enjoyed meeting the people of Nashville and the Vanderbilt fans and our season ticket holders, and um you know we can feel uh, the love for, and the passion for basketball here. And, um, you know, I think it's even uh, motivated our staff, to not that we weren't going to work hard, but even to work harder, because, you know, so many people are, um, are really excited about Vanderbilt basketball.
0: Now, Coach, I'd to ask you, Coach, have you tried Jack's Barbecue yet by any
2: chance? <laughs> I have not hit Jack's yet. There's so many good spots, but that's definitely uh, on the list to hit at some point. So I, I take it that's one of your spots.
0: Coach, it is. And so see, I, I live in, live near where a location is right off the exit from my home, which is just Tr- Tr- Trinity Lane, right off I six sixty five uh-huh. head north. So I have one right there, about two miles from my from my home. So I love a James Barbecue, the shoulder plate, greens, macaroni and cheese, and oh, a chocolate man. pie. I'm
2: starving right now. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> that sounding really, really good right now. So I don't know if I can convince my wife to go there tonight, but uh it might be worth uh worth worth a try when we're done here. Hey, it's
0: one on Broadway, one on Charlotte. You can't miss it, coach. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: sounds that sounds good.
0: Well <laughs> Well, Coach, it's been a pleasure having the show, Coach. Like I said, I'll be in town this week. I'll be in town until Sunday. Hopefully we can catch up while I'm in town. So I, look forward. I love to go and meet my guests on the show. I love it about the show. To meet the guests I talk to on the show, it's always a great experience for me, Coach.
2: Well, come on down. We look forward – or come on up, I should say. We look forward to, uh, to seeing you, and um, hopefully we're going to make you a, a true Commodore fan in and out.
0: Yes, indeed, Coach. Anchor down. Y'all have already got the, the lingo. Anchor down. <laughs> <laughs> Anchor down. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right, you. folks. That was a drill <laughs> on the Boston Man show. Coming in is Terry McCormick from TitansIR.com. Up next after the break. Gerald the Boss Man Show. I uh, have a great guest for you in the line. uh TitanInsider.com, a cool guy. I trip with him all the time at Titans games. Doing all the Terry McCormick here on the Boss Man Show. Terry, how are things in Nashville, man?
3: Oh, doing well, doing well. Things are uh, nice up here compared to, I guess, the storms you guys have been having down <laughs> that way. <laughs> exactly.
0: Hey, it's summertime, late summertime, heat in Atlanta. I, I, it doesn't surprise me one bit. <laughs>
3: No, not at all. Not at all.
0: Now, we have a storm coming up with the Titans real soon. It's the cut down days this weekend. And who are some guys in your mind, Terry, we need to kind of look out for There's kind of bigger names and that may get cut that we might not expect to get cut at the beginning a training camp so far.
3: Well, I think the first one that uh, probably comes to mind to a lot of people is Justin Hunter. You know, he's really on the roster bubble. You know, one of the things that uh, works against him is he's really not a guy that plays much on special teams, and he is a guy that, uh, you know, is not a starter right now. He's a second-teamer. So when you're not a starter and you're not helping out on special teams and you're not consistent, as Mike Malarkey has said about him, then, you know, there are issues there. So he may not make this roster. And then another guy is Bishop Sankey, former second-round pick. He's a guy that uh, certainly is, is buried on the depth chart, and he's not a real big contributor on special teams, not like Antonio Andrews is. So he's another guy that may be playing for his life.
0: Now, Terry, with Justin Hunter, if the Titans do release him, which I don't think he's going to get cut as well, uh, does he get another team to pick him up? Because I feel like he's six foot four; he's still young and raw. Do you give up on him just yet?
3: Well, that's a big question. You know, <clears throat> I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have thought they would have given up on Doyle Green Beckham as quickly as they did, but they certainly moved on from that because he was having consistency problems and wasn't a real big special teams guy and wasn't a starter either. So that to me told me that Justin Hunter might be in a lot of trouble because Doyle Green Beckham was, you know, more recent of a addition to the Titans than, than Hunter was. Hunter's had this his fourth year. Green Beckham was just going into his second season. So, you know, when you look at it that way, you know, it certainly does look like that Justin Hunter is going to have to show them something in this preseason finale to sway them to keep him. Now,
0: with Antonio Andrews, Terry, I feel like you have Dexter McCluster, who's a return guy, a slot guy, but do you really want to keep Andrews and Fowler? I looked on your site and saw your, your projection. I feel like Justin Fowler is kind of uh, taking a roster spot with somebody else because I feel like they won't be using a fullback much anyway.
3: Well, They're going to run the ball a lot more than they have the last couple of years. And Fowler being the one true fullback on the roster, I think is a guy that, uh, he may not play a whole lot of snaps, but he may play more than you think. And he may get a few more now that Craig Stevens suddenly retired and they may be a little, you know, a little bit hesitant to go with those three tight end packages and they have to go with more two running back packages. So when you look at it that way, Fowler's spot does seem pretty secure, even though he may not play more than, you know, 10 or 12 snaps a game.
0: Folks, we got Terry McCormick here on the Boss Man Show from com. Check his work out there at TitanInsider.com. And also, Terry, I am looking, looking at the wide receiver position on the Titans as well. We talked about Justin Hunter, but I feel like Andre Johnson's role with the Titans is kind of, is it more of a veteran role? Because I feel like Harry Douglas is going to be pretty much playing for Kendall Wright, so his hamstring gets healthy. But I feel like Kendall's hamstring is going to be a problem all year long with Sharp and Matthews' uh, steady a steady starter. So, how are you feel about Titans wide receivers going forward with force more Marcus and where they had, where can go with Andre and Harry being a little bit older?
3: Yeah, I think when you look at Andre Johnson and Harry Douglas, you know, we're looking at two veteran guys who are going to have to be role players on the team. And like you mentioned, Harry Douglas will be the primary slot guy until they decide to, uh, you know, that Kendall Wright is healthy enough for to go and to play in that slot role. But until that happens, I think you know, Harry Douglas is going to get some snaps. Andre Johnson is probably, you know, a guy that's going to get uh, a few reps here and there, and uh, you know, he'll be in some, certain packages, but I don't think he's going to be an every-down receiver like he has been in the past.
0: Now, Terry, on game day, he feel like he'll keep all five receivers active with Kendall White being healthy or somebody being active?
3: I think it'll depend a lot. There may, There's always the risk that one guy would be inactive uh, because you got to have special teams considerations and things like that. So Douglas could play as the punt returner if needed, but that's about his only role on special teams. Andre Johnson doesn't play any on special teams, and they want to keep Tajay Sharp and Richard Matthews off the special teams, and Kendall Wright doesn't play special teams. So it's an interesting situation there where there may be a, a healthy scratch at wide receiver on certain Sundays among that group because of the needs on special teams.
0: Now, do you feel that Trey McBride will get to the practice squad or is he probably going to be gone altogether somebody's going to pick him up on another team?
3: Well, Trey's a guy that's been, you know, improving this year. But, uh, you know, he's still not consistent enough on his, uh, you know, kick returns and things like that. And that's that's his avenue to make this roster. And uh, I think when you talk about Trey McBride, you know, I think that's a guy that probably can get to the practice squad and he's a guy that, uh, you know, at some point this year might be called back up to the active roster. You know, there's still a chance that they would keep a six-wide receiver, and if they do, then I think uh, they probably uh, would keep Trey McBride and make him the returner, and he would be active on Sundays and somebody else right now, probably Kendall Wright, because he's hurt, would be inactive.
0: Now, with the retirement of Craig Stevens, Terry, is Phillips Supernar pretty much guaranteed a roster spot now, or is some competition behind him that may jump over him and get him off the roster?
3: I think he's probably safe. You know, I mean, there's always the chance that they would make a waiver claim once final cuts are come because they'd have the number one position there. But I think right now he's pretty well safe. You know, he it, it was on this roster last year. He's a good special teams player, even though he did have a few too many penalties. But I think he's a guy that probably uh, is going to make this roster as a, as a third tight end behind Delaney Walker and Anthony Fasano.
0: No. We haven't seen too much from the tight secondary. We talked about it the Carolina game against San Diego, how the, the back end looks very bad right now. Bleeding Ray Wilson was cut this week on the first round of cuts. That secondary still looks porous, if you ask me. Even with Parrish Cox and McCordy out there, because the safeties I just don't don't trust them, and Huff's out week one, so. What are the Titans going to do defensively on the back end and maybe fortify it or hope some guys that get cut from good rosters can help them out? What are you hearing on that end, Terry?
3: Well, it's interesting because they've got some veteran guys, you know, that have struggled. You know, uh, Antoine Blake is at the top of that list and also B.W. Webb and uh, Bryce McCain even to a certain extent. Those guys have kind of struggled. But uh, some of these younger guys, like Kalen Reed, who is Mister Irrelevant, Cody Riggs, a second-year guy, uh, is a guy that is, uh, you know, was on this team last year, and I think he's uh, a guy that has some possibilities. And then you're talking about also Lashawn Sims, the fifth-round pick. Some of these young guys, uh, you know, have really looked pretty good for the type in camp at times. So I think when you when you weigh that, it's a matter of do they want to go with the guys who you know, know the system and know it well, or they want to go with the younger, more athletic guys, and maybe more prone to mistakes, but also might be able to, uh, you know, be faster on the ball and make a play here or there.
0: Now, what we see, because the secondary may be a little shaky, you think Dick LeBeau will actually blitz more to put more pressure on the quarterback to kind of hide the back end, or he played more zone, you think, to kind of cover up their deficiencies out there covering guys?
3: Yeah, I can see him, you know, you know, throwing more blitzes out there and trying to cover up some of those weaknesses. One of the things that they've talked about in the past with the Dick LeBeau defense is that sometimes you don't always need the uh, dynamic cover corners. You don't need a Darrell Revis or you don't need a Richard Sherman type of guy. You just need guys who know the system and can get in position and make a play. Uh, so that being said guess what? The Titans don't have a Richard Sherman or a Darrell Revis, so they're going to have to go that route and exactly. hope that it
0: works. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? Uh, do you feel like that the hiring of John Robinson Terry is probably the best move that the Titans have made in a long time for us? Getting a new vibe around the Titans and Nissan Stadium and say, Sports Park? Because I feel like since I've been around seeing with him being in, in charge it's a different vibe over there now.
3: Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think, you know, John Robinson has already put his stamp on this team, not only with the players that he's brought in, but with some of the players that he's already let go of. You think of it. They've already let go of four guys from last year's draft class. Four guys from the 2015 draft class have already been shown the door, one with a trade, Beckham, and three other guys who were uh cut this week. So you're talking about a guy who is, you know, quickly – changing the culture, and changing the way things are done. And if guys don't measure up either with attitude or with their skill level, then they're out the door.
0: And, and finally, Terry, is this one. I saw that Amy Adams-Strunk has bought a place in Bellevue now. So do you feel like that her buying a place in Nashville, being more present in Nashville, would put some to rest some of the numbers for Titans being sold eventually or been on the market per se?
3: Well, I think she's, you know, doing her best to dispel and debunk all the talk that the team is being sold. And I think the fact that, you know, she is, you know, trying to show, you know, by being around more, by having a house here, uh, in the Nashville area, I think she's trying to show that she's involved and wants to keep her family involved in the way that this franchise is operated on a day to day basis. And and I think that probably, you know, puts some fans minds at ease here. And I think, you know, when you see the, the move she's made with the hirings of John Robinson and, uh, you know, the upgrading of the locker room and things like that, I think she's won some people over who were very skeptical at first, including myself.
0: I hear that with Sirius. always a pleasure having you on the show, buddy. And I'll see you real soon, man. I always enjoy our time together in the press box, man.
3: All right. Thanks, Jr.
0: All right, folks. Terry McCormick on the Boss Man Show. Coming up next is the Boss Report after the break.
4: Mike Wilma.
0: Drew, and we got Terry McCormick, titaninsire.com. Now, per your request, and I let him know that you wanted him back for the boss support. We got to this him more of a habit, obviously. The people want him back. He's here. Mugshot's mayor, J.C. Smith. What's good, bro? Ooh,
4: ooh. We in here, baby. What's going on, boss?
0: No, much, bro. Hey, bro, you are the People's Choice Boss Report, man, obviously. People are emailing on you, so they want you back, and you do it the best everybody know. So, look, we got you here, bro, for the Boss Report.
4: Hey, man, I'm the People's Champ. You know, we got to <laughs> give the people what they want, man.
0: No doubt. For real, though. Folks, you have been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's Boss Report. All right, first Right out the gate. Ohio manifested after being caught acting like a gorilla, growling and punching the cement while masturbating on the sidewalk, screaming wiggy, 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 wiggy,
4: wiggy." Hey man, this story is hilarious and frightening at the same time. Man. Like, hey man, I'm telling y'all, man, you heard it here first. The zombie apocalypse is us, man. Alright, check it. Okay, Agent Zero was that dude down in Florida alright, who in the restaurant, walked out man, and killed two people. with was eating the face off of uh, one of the folks they killed. That was age zero, man. I'm telling y'all, it's about to be a zombie apocalypse. It's about to be a real live walking dead going on, man. Y'all need to stop doing these drugs, man. All right? Y'all don't know what they laced with. Y'all don't know what folks are put in them. Man, I'm telling y'all, man, it's about to be an epidemic. I'm tell- hey, boss, hey, man, you better, you better protect your neck, man. They coming for you, bro. Out no there, doubt, right? bruh, look at this layer, he act like
0: a gorilla, he's growling, punching the cement, masturbating, and screaming future song wicky, wicky, Wicked Wicked Wicked, that's five layers to one story.
4: That's a lot of layers, that's like a five layer burrito <laughs> from Taco Bell, man, that's a lot, that's a lot of layers going on with that story, man, Oh, um, and you said what, what stage was this in? Ohio. In Ohio, Ohio, I know it's wild now like there in Ohio, man. You know, normally, Midwest, you know, people got a lot of sense up there, man. Midwest, yeah, it's not like Florida or nothing like that. But, man, I'm telling y'all, man, y'all ain't just leave these drugs alone. You know, folks put dental. You know, they about to turn the whole nation into some baby zombies pretty soon, man. I'm telling you.
0: Well, here we go. Florida, man, since the solitary confinement, after being busted, get this eating meth-laced drawings in the
4: jailhouse. <laughs> wait a minute. Say what? Go back. It's right always one story you got <laughs> run right back for. Run that one back right?
0: Florida man sent the solitary confinement
4: uh-huh.
0: after being busted eating meth lace drawings in the jailhouse.
4: Mm, okay, so we got Florida. Florida, that's always the main ingredient. Boston sports stories we got Florida and he was in he's in solitary confinement right yeah he was sent to he was in solitary confinement man you know folk, you can lose your mind in solitary confinement I've never been locked up I can just imagine man you in there by yourself for like 24 hours you could probably do some strange things you know during that time man he said it was late to theft, right
0: he was eating meth laced
4: drawings in the jailhouse. Now, how was drawings in the jailhouse laced with meth? That's my point. Hey, hey, man, they get creative when they try to find ways to get to get drug paraphernalia up in the jails, man. You know, like they got a ton of different ways to get up in there, man. But. I mean, I would probably do some bug-down stuff, too, if I was, you know, the star take finally, man. So I can I, can, I can kind of understand it. It's still a crazy-ass story, but I'm, I'm going to give him a pass on that one, man. He's he in there all day, all day, every day, man. You know, he's going do crazy stuff. Now,
0: this happened in Memphis. Tennessee man arrested after taking co-worker with a wrench over a parking spot.
4: Whoa, what's happening in my hood? Yeah, my, go back right back go. in the woods. Oh man, yeah, okay. Hey man, those those parking spots are serious, man. Like where I work in, man. Like both coming to blows if you park in they spot. Like it's, it's not a game here in Memphis, man. You go you go catch a fade if you park in somebody's spot here. You know, especially in Memphis, man. So you know we got to tag with the ridge, man. Hey, don't don't park in folks' spots It's two things you don't do. Hey, a job. Don't park in somebody's five. It's already designated for them. And you don't eat their food in the break room. You know that's a, that's a that's a uh, big thing you going to talk about. Folks eating other folks' food in the break room, man. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody did that to me one time. Man, they ate my Subway sandwich, bro. But you know what I'm gonna do next time? I'm gonna I'm gonna get my sandwich. I'm gonna pee on my sandwich. And so when that person. <laughs> When they eat my food, man, all right, they're gonna learn less. They're gonna learn less than that day, man. All right, go eat a pissy sandwich if you steal my food again, all right?
2: Exactly.
0: And you know what? I feel you because uh, we had a story last November where in Florida, you know, a man loves eating. He beat the dude up with a chair. He out here in the camera in the break room and beat him down with a chair. Yeah, man, you know how much a foot long costs, man?
4: A, a subway meal, the chips, the the sandwich. Eight dollars, like eight dollars. I Like a and, and subway dance anyway, you know, and you don't want you don't really want to eat there, but it's the only thing close to your job. You know what I'm saying? You got a 30-minute lunch break. You know, you gonna catch a beat now, man. You're gonna get beat with chairs, wrenches, all kind of things if you eat both food and park in a parking spot. that's just the way it is, man. Yes, indeed.
0: And also to a Florida man arrested after threatening to kill a woman with a penny, a spider, and mentos.
4: Damn, this is the it's Macabre, ain't it? This <laughs> the Macabre of murderers right here. <laughs> wow. All right, penny, a spider, a and some mentos. mentos. Only thing that sounds dangerous in that equation is a spider. What kind of spider was it? Brown Recluse. What the? Hey, that was, you, don't, you don't need the Penny and Mentos. You just attack them with the Brown Recluse. What the, what the Penny and Mentos gonna do? What you gonna their breath after they die? <laughs> and, and get this, it was a mutant Brown Recluse, too. It just souped up on steroids. Oh, so this nigga got Spider Man. He got Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he, got, he got the Spider Man Spider Man. Oh, tell me y'all. Hey, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. Spidey, man.
0: Only Florida man can come up and get, get a steroid lace spider.
4: Only in Florida. Yeah. Yeah man. Like that's that's a, that's a new Spider Man movie right there. Spider Man Homecoming. That's the premise for it right there.
0: And K Lewis is this place in the previous
4: story. Utah
0: Subway Sandwich artist arrested. After spiking, police are drink laced with meth, piss, Clorox,
4: and flour. I heard. I actually heard about this story, boss, uh, when it happened there. Man, I got to say this, man. Like, for the most part, police officers are cool, man. I think the majority of the police officers are cool. they doing their job. They're trying to protect folks. But yeah, you got your handful of... Of officers that are just garbage. They're no business. They're racist. They're not there to protect the people. You know what I'm saying? You got you got your few. But even even with that being said, you still you that's just something you don't do, man. You know what I'm talking about? You don't know, you don't put other folks' lives in jeopardy like that. You know what I'm saying? If you making the sandwich and you spiking it with meth and all that. Knowing that it's a police officer, of course, so if he starts to feel funny. It's going to come back to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you risk your job and risk your, and, and your freedom? You're going you go to jail, sir, for a very long time, especially with being an officer. You know what I'm saying? So y'all, y'all got to stop doing that, man. Just like, you know, if you don't like somebody, if you don't like a cop, cool. But, you know... Don't, I guess, don't take the law in your own hands It feel like if you're issuing out uh tree justice, you know, to maybe a cop who didn't even deserve it. They he's a good cop. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, y'all ain't chill with that, man.
0: No doubt. And, saw the woman arrested after putting boyfriend in the face after using pleasure her box and other cool natural accessories.
4: Hmm, okay, so... Dude got punched in the face? Or, like you say, punted? Like kicked in the face?
0: Punted in the face? Yeah, punted.
4: Like, she, like she dropped back and and kicked him in the face. Yes. Oh, a wow. pleasure
0: her box and other quote natural
4: accessories. I can only imagine what they mean by that. The groceries. The groceries. Okay. Yeah, hey man, I told you, man. Hey, we have had this uh conversation on previous boss before I don't mind. If the streets are clean, you know what I'm saying? And I'll even I'll even do, do some groceries as well. I'll eat some groceries as well if it's clean now. You know what I'm saying? Uh it's gotta be a clean store. Clean grocery store. Um, Whole Food. It has to be it has to be Whole Foods, boss. All right. Okay. I, I, I will do the Whole Foods if, if everything's clean and in order there. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't got no problem with that, man. But I've been hearing stories, these these girls are going wild if you're not, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing down there, like, there's been some real physical stuff going on, man, and I don't think it's being reported on, the news needs to talk about these things, man, you know what I'm saying, imagine seeing that on the eyewitness news Dude gets beat the hell up Tonight <laughs> <laughs> Pleasuring Not eating Eating his girl's box Leave story At 10 o'clock Like you know they need to talk about these things So we can be more aware Of what's going on That's
0: why we have the box support To do all that stuff for we'll See There the you go reports On street justice if people don't
4: hear about it Every day
0: and so we're here We're here for the report The news of the wild That people That's don't hear right.
4: about Every day The real news That you need to know Right here on the box support
0: <laughs> Yeah and here we go. Going back to the Midwest. This is it, We're talking about this before the show, too. Indiana man arrested after jumping on top of roofs to catch Pokemon in the wee hours of the morning.
4: <laughs> Why every week is a new Pokemon story, bro? I swear. When would this thing die? You think, like, the right, summer? You know, we still got a few more weeks to go. Something's coming to an end. Like, at some point, this whole Pokemon phase has to die out, right? You know, until the next thing comes around, man. But people, people are going to get seriously hurt, man. I, I haven't heard any more Pokemon-related stories before getting beat up, uh, shot, or you know, anything like that. But I promise you, I'm just waiting on that person around my yard, man. Like, I will, I'm literally waiting for that day to happen so I can knock somebody block off man y'all need to stop doing that if you 24 years old 20 i say 21 and older you playing pokemon kill yourself tonight go play in traffic on the interstate and die you have to die what are you doing <laughs> you 21 you're playing pokemon all day you gotta die tonight but i'm sorry
0: now what if i told you that i actually have Sixteen stories on Pokemon this
4: week, but I only use two for the report this week. That's crazy. I believe you. I believe you. And I, you know what? I want to raise the age limit because you know twenty-one still kind of young. I'm gonna say if you're twenty-five and old, you playing Pokemon, you need to be kicking the nut immediately, like right, right now. I
0: agree. Now, this is some adult behavior right here. Florida post woman. Arrested after being called getting her cakes, matching rings in her mail truck parked behind school dumpster.
4: Now say what
0: there? <laughs> yeah, Florida postwoman arrested after being called getting her cakes, matching rings in her mail truck parked behind the school dumpster.
4: Okay, so we got Florida. Okay. We got postal, so Florida postal. All right, that, that goes together crazy. Okay, now, 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 what was she doing in the street? say that again
0: She was getting her cakes, smashed some She was getting blasted by her side dude behind the oh. school dumpster. the male woman
4: was. Oh, okay, all right, well, all right, like, like I, I can relate. Me and the side, okay, me and the side dude there, okay. Um.
3: Yeah, okay then. So, yeah, hey, 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 man, you gotta get in.
4: We, whenever you can, I guess. You know what I'm saying? She busy. I she was, don't. Yeah, she was busy. She was doing her job, you know. And she had a little break, you know. Dude came through, and they, they just had to get in where they could, man. I had no, I had no problem with the story at all, bro. Oh, try this one. Georgia
0: man arrested after beating up waffle house worker because he found her nails in his waffle
4: Mm-hmm. Ah, hey, something we can relate to, man. We talked about how the Waffle House in Georgia is clean as the Board of Health, you know? They take pride in the Waffle House in Georgia. Not so much in the one the one Nashville we <laughs> went to that one time. Alright. Now I can see that that was that's the place to the one we went to in Nashville and dude found the nail and food. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But Georgia I'm disappointed, man. Like, it's like every Waffle House in Georgia is mm-hmm. on point, man. They sponsored by Under Armour. They got Under Armour Waffle House um, employee shirts and everything. The cooks got Under Armour shoes and cleats. Like, I'm, I'm, these guys are on point, man. But yeah, so for that to happen, man, somebody had to drop the ball, man. So you, you deserve, yeah, you deserve to get beat down, man. If you're at Waffle House, you catch, you got some nails, nails in your food, man. I, I ain't mad, I ain't mad at this person, man. I hope they ain't hurt him too bad. Maybe a little slap here and there, pull their hair or something like that. But yeah, yeah, you, yeah it has to be a stern, a stern talking to if you get some nails, uh, some nails in your food there uh, at the Waffle House, in Georgia, man. now
0: University of Florida student arrested and smelled from school after peeing in the middle of the class through the quote, I didn't want to use the nasty ass bathrooms so I peed in class.
4: Wow, okay. Yeah, okay, so with this one If I had to <laughs> decipher it, break it down, alright. You know, when you gotta go, you gotta go, man, you know. You know what I'm saying? So he, so he just stood up, went out in the class and <laughs> see <on the> going <laughs> Yes, he was using use nasty ass bathrooms, yes. Now, I wouldn't have been that bold. You know what I'm saying? If bad, <laughs> if that bathroom is that serious, man, I just got to just whip my at. pants or something, man. I ain't just about to whip it out in class, and then you're exposing yourself. The girls see what your junk look like, you know what I'm saying? And then people think you're crazy. There's all kind of issues that, re- that re- result from that. But if you just pinch your pants, and especially if you got on, like, dark-colored pants or something, where nobody can see it, you just go on with change, man. But... Ain't no bad, ain't, ain't no way. It, it's not a bathroom that nasty where I couldn't go in and just pee. We ain't talking about taking a number two. We talking about piss. You can close your eyes, you know what I'm saying. You, think you don't touch nothing. Yeah, hold your breath. You know what I'm saying. And, and you get up out of there, man. It's like if you go to a, a stadium or something like that, and the bathroom is horrible. You know, you just do what you gotta do. But you never. That's 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 man law. You never do a number two in that in those type of conditions, man. You just saying. Nah Take the L. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, man. You just can't. You, you just can't in this situation, man.
0: No doubt. Uh, Wisconsin woman arrested after servicing her prostitution clients in a chicken
4: coop. <laughs> all right, this is Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. So she's, she's uh, a lady of the evening, but yeah. she's performing services in a chicken coop. <laughs> yes alright okay alright well hey she, she's very industrious man you know she maybe doesn't have a hotel or, or a car or anything like that so she's taking us to the next best place next best place she can think of which would be the chicken coop man you know I ain't mad at the other mind now, now if I'm, I, you know what in my younger days I probably would have gone on the chicken coop with her man think about, think about telling that story man hey, man, guess what I did with you What you do, bro? Man, I got I got some here. From where who? Man, you know, girl, on the corner. Yeah. Man, she took me to a chicken coop, bro. Think how crazy that story would be you telling somebody, man. <laughs> exactly. You're right. You're crazy, but I don't have to go to chicken. So that might throw me off right there. Man, you, you know you be going up in there, man. With chicken <laughs> chicken feathers and everything flying around, man. <laughs> Well,
0: Florida man's arrested after assaulting his crystal manager with frozen patties and hot chili.
4: Bruh, do you know before I got off work tonight, before you called, I went to crystals, man. I got the five for five. You know what I'm saying? And normally crystals be on point, man, but they were slow my food tonight and then it really wasn't that good, bruh. It, 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 you can tell it was kind of old, man. It wasn't fresh like like it normally is, man. So I could see somebody going off, up in crystals, man. You know, with the little page and everything, right? You know, it, it, yeah. So it's, like, it, it's very possible, you know, your magic, get on your nerves, say the wrong thing. You gonna find the first thing you can pick up and in crystal, it's gonna be a frozen page. I swear to God, that's how my taste is tonight, like it was frozen. No doubt.
0: Run right back Danny, here you go. Massachusetts Pokemon Go players arrested after trashing Revolutionary War Fort Fort Phoenix to catch Pokemon and get their friend going and sing choir songs.
4: Oh, them folks is high. They was on. They was something else, man. do all that, they had some other things going on, bro. Yeah, they ain't all about Pokemon. It was some other things in system. <laughs> <laughs> to do all that man. for real. I just wish Pokemon would die. I hate, I hate, I hate everything re- revolving around Pokemon. I hate the cartoons. I hate Pikachu. I, I hate anything with the word Poke in it. You know what I'm saying? That, that's how I feel about Pokemon right now. I hate you, and,
0: damn. damn Massachusetts. Maristos' women are arrested after jacking a nun at gunpoint, filling her habit
4: and her rosary beads, and spraying cotton oil on top of them. Damn, what, why people treat nuns like this? It was a story here in Mississippi where two nuns were stabbed. How I many stabbed to death here, man? So, man, what, what is going on? You know we live in a scary world, man, where people are that bold to attack nuns. Like so you don't so you don't wanna get in heaven at all, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like exactly. oh we all do bad things, but like you know like your ticket to hell is like stamped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> first first class, first delivery, bro uh, uh, special delivery, uh going straight to hell when you first train down. First class, first train down, you know what I'm saying? When your when your time to go. You know, like you got an express pass down the hill. If you're you stabbing nuns or, or attacking nuns and robbing them, that's what is wrong with people, man?
0: Exactly. Man, what's wrong with this guy, man? A Florida man arrested by the Coast Guard after attempting to travel to Bermuda a third time in an inflatable hamster wheel. And he also says he'll kill himself if the Coast Guard stops him from running to Bermuda again in his giant hamster wheel. Hell, let him go!
4: <laughs> they say folks disappear anyway. Be in the a triangle, it's the third time. Yeah, oh yeah. Let, that first of all, that's a waste of Coast Guard time, resources, money. Let that fool go. You know, you know how much costs to save him every time? Right.
0: $155,000 how I much mean? to save him.
4: Yes, 000, yes. Yeah. all that man hours and, and money they put into that. Let that fool go. He going to disappear and never be he heard from again. You know what I'm saying? One less thing to worry about. What y'all have been saving before? It's obvious. It's the third time he want to die. Exactly. <laughs> He's stupid. He needs, he needs
0: to to go out there and kill himself. He needs to like yeah,
4: yeah, for real man like what, what's the next thing he's, going, he's playing Pokemon he's trying to find Pikachu out there in the beautiful uh, triangle so I guess oh. yeah oh here we
0: go this, this bad train is back Georgia woman arrested leaving leaving her kids in the hot car to service her homie loving friend electronic
4: express <laughs> <laughs> hey what now
0: a woman arrested, leaving her kids in the hot car to go service her homie lover friend
4: and to express. Damn. All right, man. That's, that's serious right there, people. Y'all know. You got little babies. And if they can't... If you got little children and they can't turn on the AC, uh, you know what I'm saying, and they sit in the car and they strapped up, seatbelt on, and summertime... And you because you got the window cracked, the window open, that that's gonna save them? No. No, you need your ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's it this happens too much, man. You hear about the stories of the little kids dying in the car. Like, what is wrong with your parents, man? Do you say she was she was uh off she was serving up palacio?
0: Yes, and let's try get press, yes.
4: Man, I hope, she, I hope she got a big screen, a, a flat screen or something out of that, man. <laughs> exactly. I hope she didn't I mean, sometimes discount leaving your baby in the car like that. For real.
0: And my own story for you, bro, is this. Blood a woman arrested, leaving baby in the hot car she was babysitting while she eats Chipotle with her side dude.
4: <laughs> <laughs> man. Is Chipotle still popping? I remember like a couple years ago, like that was like the end thing. Everybody had to go Chipotle.
0: Never been, bro. I don't know. Never never been,
4: bro. I, you know, I think Chipotle's overrated, man. I really do. I've been a couple times, man. I'm not a big fan of it, man. But this is another story when somebody left their baby in the car? Yes. When she was babysitting. What it was her baby, was the baby. Was babysitting. Oh,
0: baby. Was oh, was babysitting. No.
4: The, ba- the baby in the car, like, she supposed to be babysitting. Yeah. She, and she in Chipotle. And Chipotle. Ain't that ain't that about it, something, man. So, you getting paid, and you can't even bring the baby in the in Japan? We do you the baby going to switch on your stomach? Exactly. Come on, man. Yeah, but what, what state was this in? Florida. Yep, yep. Should've Should've <laughs> man. Like,
1: can we, like, can
3: we
4: de-annex from Florida? Can we, like, just break off... <laughs> Let Florida just let them be and <laughs> yeah, leave them, leave them be to themselves, do their yeah, own thing. Yeah, Let them to do whatever they gonna do down there in Florida, man. And hey, let's just, just separate. You know what I'm saying? At this point, man.
0: So, oh, bro, what's your take on today's
4: report, man? What you guys heard today, man? Yeah, this is a crazy ass world we live in, man. Like. <laughs> Some of these stories, fam. Like, it's common sense, but it it, 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 it makes sense that everything, all the majority of these stories happen in Florida, man. But I was surprised to hear about Wisconsin, Ohio. That that did shock me, man, because a lot of people, they smart people up there got sense, man. But I guess it's fools everywhere. I guess it's the best way to sum it up. Fools are born every day here in this country. So,
0: bruh, what you guys doing? people, you
4: want people to know about, bro. Tell us what you got going on with Mud Shots and Football Fridays, man. What, what, what you know good, Man, speaking of Football Fridays, of course, we got the uh, big NFL karaoke kickoff party going on in Mud Shots this Friday, man. If you're in... The city of Memphis this weekend, man. Come check us out, Mugshots, 8014 Club Center Drive. If you need any more detailed information, man, holler at your boy on Facebook. You can uh, find me at Johnson C. Smith on Facebook. Get me on Twitter at JC JCSmith926. Man, I'm all over the map, man, all over the place, man. Check in on and Let me know if you're going to be in the town, man. We take care of your Mugshots, man. NFL. Kickoff karaoke party 2016 going on mudshots baby. That's where you find
0: me. And boss is starting his birthday party being mudshots on March 11th because obviously the Hawks playing the Grizzlies that night, so I'll be in town. So the birthday
4: party's going down, baby. The bitch 3-0 at mudshots, baby. Man, <laughs> we're gonna be everywhere in the city. Do you hear
0: me? Everywhere. <laughs> no doubt, folks. But well, folks for the boss support this week. Hope you enjoyed it. All my guests this week, Terry McCormick, Bryce Drew, and Robert e. Sean, my man Jesse Smith. So people, get us, same bad time, same bad channel, boss
4: man. Yeah.
0: And if you don't know, him, now you
4: know, him. you know. Him.